like we always do about this time. James Russell, you hustling son of a... It's me, your daddy, Roberto. Me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Now look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary. Jump rope. High and go see. Pity pad. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. We just talk about practice. We sitting in here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice and about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game. That's right, you are tuned into Gorilla Cross Radio. I am your host, Jose V. This is another episode of Straight Bet Sports, coming to you live from downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Having some coffee tonight, no alcohol, just chilling, having a good time. It's nice and cold outside. Watching the basketball games, a lot of college basketball on tonight. I'm happy college basketball is back, just gives us more sports, more things to talk about. But once again, like I said, Straight Bet Sports, Jose V, Rob G, directly in front of me, James Mays. Producing the show behind the big board, doing what he does for us every single Wednesday. We greatly appreciate you. As always, my man, Quan hanging out in the background, enjoying some four-day-old pizza. Not sure. But just, he's in the studio hanging out with us today. <laughs> just chilling, chilling, chilling in the background. Rob, how's your night going so far, my man? Good, good. Uh, I'm glad we got some caffeine this time, right? Got to wake up, man. It's been a long day. I've been at home. Wife is sick. Kid is sick. Feels like everybody's sick right now, man. And it's not COVID. It's just a cold. There's a cold. You know what I mean? It's that time of year as well. So don't get afraid when you hear people sneezing and coughing and doing things like that. It's just a random cold going around. But we greatly appreciate you guys tuning in tonight. If you guys are checking us out, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. If you want to listen to everything of the show, outside of the show, once we are done. YouTube, Jose V. Straight Best Sports. Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, GorillaCross.com. And of course, don't forget... Always download the Gorilla Cross app on all of your Play Stores, whether it's Apple or Android. Very easy to find, not that hard. If you're watching on Facebook tonight, go ahead and drop your comments in the box. We'll try to get to as many as you as we can as we do every single week. Not only that, like and share the video. Let everybody know what you are watching, what you're enjoying. And if you have any questions or anything you feel you want to talk about, you can also give us a call at 702-608-3259. We got a good show on tap for you guys tonight, but before we let you guys know what we have for you in store, let's go ahead and let you know who we are being brought to you by. You already know what it is. Every single Wednesday night, we are brought to you by Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, a realtor here to help educate current and future Las Vegas locals on selling and investing in real estate. You're probably asking yourself, educate. Yes, there's a surprising amount of adults that when it comes to real estate, don't know the right questions to ask, don't know where to start, and think they need a lot of cash to buy a house in Nevada, which simply isn't true. So Josh has decided to make it his responsibility to teach his clients what they need to know, and equally important, what they need to ask to help ensure making their home ownership dreams a reality. So make sure you call or text Joshua LaFon today at 702-813-0533. This has been another paid advertisement from Joshua LaFon with Simply Vegas Real Estate, 702-813-0533. So 
Tonight, we're supposed to have Brian Salmon from NBC News 3 Las Vegas here uh, joining us via Skype, talking all things UNLV Rebels, whether it's basketball, football. Talk some NBA with him as well, we're hoping. We're just waiting to get him on the Skype here video. If we don't, the show must go on, Rob. Like we said, we're going to continue to do our thing and talk sports. There's a lot going on in sports in general. LeBron signs that contract. Very interesting to get into the details of that as well. Russell Westbrook and John Wall both getting traded. That's a very interesting topic as well. I'm very excited to hear your pick and to see what you think and pick your mind on that. The opening line with Rob G. I know you got another play for us. I believe your last week's play was canceled. Canceled due to COVID. <laughs> canceled due to COVID. I think that's the second one that you've had canceled this year on your pick segment. But it is what it is, man. The show must go on just like it did tonight in the Steelers versus the Ravens game. They finally played that game after it. Supposed to be on Thursday night. Didn't happen. Supposed to be on Sunday. Didn't happen. Supposed to be on Tuesday, got pushed back, and finally Wednesday. So we're going to get into that, talk some NFL, and of course, give you our picks of the week. I lost again. I'm 3-8 and eight in the year. 9. <sighs> sorry. 3-9 and nine on the year. Right. I'm sorry. 3-9 and nine on the year. Rob, 7-2. and 7-5. He's got two more wins than I do. Whoa, it was two. Yeah. You know, I'm just trying to do the bad math, make myself feel better, but... Rob seven and five. He's got two more wins above five hundred. If you want me to give you that, sorry. Is that better for you? Does that yeah. sound a little better? Well, two is yeah. <laughs> but anyways, we'll talk our pick segment towards the end of the show as well. You already know what it is. Straight bet sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. So I believe that we got Brian on now. Cool. So without further ado, let's go ahead and jump on with our guy, Brian Salmon, from NBC News Three, Las Vegas. Here, what's going on, my man? How's your evening going? I'm doing all right, my man. I just literally walked off the set. Really? Ran upstairs, man. How you doing? Hey, man. We greatly appreciate you joining there us and giving you, you know, giving us a little bit of your time. Man. It's been a long time coming. Of course, man. I've been wanting to come on the show and uh, and talk with you for a long time, and I appreciate you having me on. For real. No, no, definitely. So, I mean, let, let's just jump right into it, man. Brian Salmon, like we said, NBC News 3 Las Vegas. You guys can catch him every single night, obviously. If you love sports, this is the man to follow here in Las Vegas. We met through some we 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 met through some media events, but I, I was thinking about it before I got you on the show. I don't know much about you personally, so I, I wanted to get into it with you a little bit personally because you've come a long way. You've traveled a lot. You haven't always been in Las Vegas for the people that do not know that. So I wanted to touch on your story a little bit. I, I, from what I've read, you left Las Vegas because you were previously here. You made some rounds. You gained some more experience. But not only that, you came back a family man. Can you touch on that a little bit about your career and how it started, moved, and came on back to Las Vegas? Appreciate it, man. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I was in Las Vegas. I came here, what, 2005, I want to say. I came here from Beaumont, Texas. So the whole TV thing, man, you end up working all over the place. Um, and Beaumont, Texas was my second on-air job. So from Beaumont, Texas, I came to, to Las Vegas. I worked at Channel 13 for like three to four, three to five years or whatever. But as you know, Channel 13, they still don't do sports. They have a sports department. And um, that forced me to leave. But in leaving, like you said, man, I, I gained more experience and, and was able to come back and, and uh, I, I guess, get paid more. <laughs> the more experience you got, the more you get paid. So Make that money. Um, I went to New Orleans. I went to Boston. Um, also, I went to Eugene, Oregon first. And uh, I ended up making my way back. Um, with two kids and a wife. <laughs> but the thing that's kind of odd is my wife I met here. So okay. I, I, knew, I met her before I ended up leaving. But, uh, 
Yeah, anyway, man, I came back to Vegas, and now I'm at Channel 3, man. I'm loving it, man. I, I never wanted to leave Vegas in, to begin with, you know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, man, God had a different plan for me, man. I, I came back, and we got the Raiders. We got the Las Vegas Lights where I think that's where we met, like face-to-face. The first time, yeah, Las Vegas online. Lights. Yeah, Las Vegas Lights was the first event we met. Then we saw each other at a few Rebels games and then Aces games after that. Yeah, yeah, man. It's, it's always good to see you, man. You're like one of my favorite guys to talk to, man. Appreciate Quan's that. okay, too. But... <laughs> Quan's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, I can't that. see myself on screen. Did you not share me on the screen or something? I can't. Or is oh, this yeah. just video or just audio? No, no, we we got you. We can see you. We go. We we, we got okay? you. Oh okay. man, I see I see the shirt. I see the tie. Trust me. I I, I, I see you fly <laughs> as always, my man. Trust me. <laughs> I appreciate that. Oh, look at that. See, that's that's Quan. Because I know last time I did it, he didn't want to put me on. Oh, he didn't want to okay. put me on screen. I don't want to look at me. I want to look at you. <laughs> Definitely. So no, I appreciate you, Jose. No, man. Of course. So I t- touch on your roots, though. Where are you originally from? Are you, are you originally from California? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was born in Oakland. Okay. And, um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those Bay Area guys, but I grew up in Vallejo, the Valley Joe. Okay. Uh, where E40's <laughs> from. And I left there. My folks moved us up to Seattle, and I finished high school up there. Uh, finished college in Seattle as well. And then from there, when I graduated from Western Washington University, I moved to Atlanta, and then I started doing the whole TV trek. So, but yeah, man, I'm a California dude, man. But my folks are from Philly, though. So I kind of got like a. I got a West Coast and an East Coast thing going on. My mom still lives there, so I got a lot of uh, Philly in my blood. I got a lot of Oakland, a lot of Vallejo in my blood. So, yeah, that's that's me personally. So, did you grow up a Raider fan by any chance? Yeah, I, I grew up like I, I grew up not hating the Raiders, or <laughs> loving the Raiders. Um, you like whatever team your your pops likes, really. And and my dad was a big Steelers fan for some reason, okay. even though he grew up in Philly. So I, I grew up a Steelers fan. Um, but really I dislike teams more than I root for teams. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> I, like, I hated the Cowboys. I always hated like the Patriots. Um, so I rooted against those teams, but the Raiders I always liked. And the fact that they're like my hometown team, so to speak, I, I was happy that they came here, man. You can see, I got the, the saints up on my wall. Yeah, yeah, I see that. Yeah. Yeah. I worked in new Orleans, man. So that's a team that I like to pull for. I got a chance to cover them and, and, Drew Brees and the you know just the whole New Orleans vibe, so I pulled for them, but I didn't feel that way about like covering the the Patriots when I lived in Boston. I still can't stand them. So, <laughs> so let, let me ask you a question because I do want to touch on the New Orleans and, and you also covering Boston. But at what point in your life, whether was it when you were a kid in Vallejo or when you were already in college or whatever it was, when did you tell yourself? Sports is the end all be all for me. This is, or I'm not saying I don't know if you're gonna do more away from that, but you've made this your career and you're great at it, my man. Not not to kiss your butt or anything like that. I'm being straight up. But when did you finally say to yourself, "This is what I want to do, and I'm gonna be the best at it. I'm gonna make money off of this. This is gonna be my career." Wow, man. I, I seriously, I, I really do appreciate that, man. Because working in television and being in the public eye and all that other kind of good stuff, man, you hear more negative stuff than you hear positive all the time definitely even though I, I did have a lady from like the allegiant stadium that sent me like a nice little email to like my boss and stuff which was cool nice but um so i, I do appreciate that but yo man growing up i always thought i was gonna be a professional athlete man and like <laughs> even guys that i grew up with in vallejo before i left I, I was a i was a baseball player and i was pretty good um like guys that i grew up with that i was better than 
were all professional athletes. There's one kid, guy named Jason Shelley. You can Google him. He was a he was a receiver for the University of Washington. He caught a touchdown in the Rose Bowl. He he got he didn't get drafted, but he played for Dallas, the Cowboys, in, in the preseason as a receiver. And he got drafted by the Atlanta Braves. But he I was better than he was. We played the same position. He was like a year younger than me growing up in Vallejo. And the other guys I knew that got drafted. So I always thought I was going to be, be a professional athlete. And then when I was only like 5'11", and uh, tore my Achilles in college at, at Western, I was like, I guess I'm not going pro at anything. So I might as well try to talk about it. You know what I mean? Like I, I already argue with one of my boys about sports all the time, you know, debating stats and stuff like that. So like, man, I can do that on TV. Like I'm not scared to be in front of people and talk. So why not do that? And that's kind of how that whole thing happened. I ended up going to Florida State for one year okay. as an exchange program. You can do like a national student exchange. So I went to Florida State for one year really? because they had a good broadcast program and the college I graduated from, Western Washington, did not. So I went there for a year. I learned the whole ropes. And that really is the reason why I'm in television now because I, I kind of got that, that schooling at Florida State. You made a good decision, man. Trust me, no doubt about that. He is Brian Salmon, NBC News 3, lead sports anchor here in Las Vegas, joining us on Straight Bet Sports on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. Rob G in the studio. James Mays behind the big board doing what he does for us every Wednesday night. So another question for you now. Let's get into your New Orleans days and, and kind of mix it in with your Boston days. You got to cover Drew Brees, and you got to cover Tom Brady, the GOAT, as more people say, basically, in the NFL overall. What would you take away from both experiences, and, and what did you enjoy more? You say you you don't like Boston, but I'm talking about watching the game and being there to cover. What experience was better, the Tom Brady era that you watched or the Drew Brees era? And that, that's a good question. That's a really good question. I tell people this all the time. Um, from covering the two different quarterbacks, it's really, really, it's it's they're very different. Like for instance, covering the uh, covering Drew Brees and the Saints. You go in the locker room after practice, and Drew Brees was always in the locker room. Even on days like every Wednesday, the quarterback talks. And, and all other days, he's off limits, and you, you don't interview him. But Drew Brees was always around. Like, you'd see him talking with the guys and hanging out, and he would even talk to you if you, you know, you went by his locker, just, you know, what's up, blah, blah, blah. And um, anytime you, you, you interviewed him and asked him a question, he would always look at you and answer your question, and he never tried to belittle anybody even if the, the question was perceived as like a dumb question or whatever. Uh, and I always thought everybody. that was cool. Like he, he reminded me of Kobe Bryant in that, that sense. So Drew Brees was cool. Tom Brady, on the other hand, I was the Patriots reporter at the Fox affiliate in, in Boston. I was a weekend sports anchor, but I was also the Patriots guy. So I went to all their games. I was on the road all the time with them. And uh, so going into the locker room after Patriots practice and games, I probably saw Tom Brady in the locker room like maybe four times. Like he was never in there. It was weird. Wow. Like his locker was always empty. He was never in there. Even after games, you you get in there immediately and you never see him in there. Like he got dressed somewhere else or something, which was weird. And he would he <laughs> I never had a conversation with Tom Brady. You know what I mean? I remember wow. walking by him once in the locker room and I think I said what's up to him. He's like, I don't even know if you heard me or whatever. But so that was kind of <laughs> Seriously, man, oh, it was man. odd. Um, so he he wasn't like a man of the people like Breeze. You know what I mean? Like everyone loved Drew Breeze. So that was, but as far as covering the games, who that nation, 
New Orleans, man, there's nothing like watching a game in the Superdome. It's super loud. You know, you're inside the dome. The the windows are off of the press box, so you get the same energy that the fans feel. You can hear everything, so it is great. The music is a party outside. Uh, watching a game at Gillette Stadium is, you know, it's not the same at all because it's cold. The weather up there stinks. <laughs> so the experience is better in New Orleans. The only thing that was better about uh, covering the Patriots is I was the Patriots reporter. So I went to all the games on the road. Nice. So that was cool. Like get a chance to see all the different stadiums and stuff like that. Like that was dope. But other than that, I'm I mean, good. <laughs> yeah, man. I, yeah, I'm good. Like one thing though, Belichick isn't as much of an ass as he appears on ESPN. I will say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. <laughs> <laughs> so another question I have for you, because you're talking about covering basically legends here. I mean, you know what I mean? You got to cover two and the best to ever do it. You got to interview Kobe Bryant when he was here in Las Vegas. I believe it was during the All-Star game or through, during one of the Aces games. Yeah, the first Aces game. He was there with uh, Gianna. Yeah, exactly. I saw. I was looking at the picture. I was talking to my wife about it the other night, and she got emotional just seeing the picture. You know what I mean? Because it's, it's you, it's her. And, and like I mean, it's him, and Gianna's right there. And I wanted to ask you, Knowing what happened after that, obviously, how, how how did that hit you? Knowing that you had the opportunity to stand side by side of this man and just and just chop it up with him for a few seconds, for a few minutes, like knowing that you got to cover him even for that slight bit, how did it affect you in, in your sports, you know, career or just your personal life in general? Man, you should you should you should host a radio show. You know I mean? <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, they, you know, I'm trying to. They, they, they tell me I'm trying over here. Um, yeah, you, you might have a future in this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? As you're asking that question, honestly, like I almost get emotional just thinking about it, man. Like, like I, I'm not, I'm not ashamed to say, man. When I found out that Kobe Bryant di died, man, I cried, man. Like I, I, and I'm not a Lakers fan. I grew up a Sixers fan. Did not like the Lakers. Wow, Didn't okay. like Kobe Bryant when he played against Allen Iverson and the Sixers and all that, man. I wasn't a fan. Um, but I actually got a chance to meet him before that. Like, I've, I've interviewed him a bunch of times. And the first time I met him, I, he was cool as hell. Like, Kobe Bryant was the coolest dude. Like, literally out of most of the athletes I've ever covered, and I've talked to almost everybody you can think of, for the most part, Kobe was up there with the coolest of all of them. Like, man, he was, he was a solid dude, man. Um, a quick story, on, quick story on Kobe Bryant. Go for it. So when I was working at Channel 13... And you can look this up on YouTube and you can kind of see the story because Kevin Frazier did it from E, E Entertainment or whatever. But so when I was at Channel 13, there's a kid uh, from the Kids Make-A-Wish Foundation. His dying wish was to see Kobe Bryant, meet Kobe Bryant. Okay. So this, maybe this is 2008. I don't know. So um, this kid had this wish. Kobe flew from Los Angeles and went to one of the hospitals here in Vegas to meet this kid, spent like two hours with him and his parents in the hospital room. The kid's dad's crying. I can still remember his name. His name's Carlos. Wow. And if you look up Kobe Bryant, Make-A-Wish Foundation or Carlos E Entertainment or something, it'll come up on uh, it'll come up on YouTube because they played this story. Kevin Frazier played this story the day that Kobe Bryant died. And I remember seeing it. And it was from you know, like 15 years ago. So Kobe spent this amount of time, this kid, Kids' parents, everyone's crying in the room. Afterwards, Kobe comes out and interviews with some of the media that's there. And, you know, I'm only here to talk about, you know, Carlos, the kid's name. 
Um, and after that, he flew back to uh, L.A. Just came here just to see the kid and left, right? The next day or so, I think the kid died. Oh, like wow. I was like, man, like Kobe, I mean, just doing that, super duper cool, right? So to answer your question, when I had a chance to talk to him, <clears throat> you've seen the pictures, the interview, like I posted all over the place. Um, man, it, it was it was really cool. Like Kobe dapped me up. He, he was like one of the smartest athletes ever. Like interviewing him, he always, always like answer your question. He, he respected the people that talked to him. He never tried to belittle folks. He looked you in the eye and talked to you instead of like looking over your head and stuff like this. Um, man, it, it was... It was uh, it was emotional, man, when he passed. And that time spent with him. And G, who was there, Gigi was there that day, yep. was crazy. And not only that, myself and Jesse, we went to L.A. for the Lakers' very first game after Kobe's death. And I don't know if you saw that that those pictures on my Instagram account or whatever. But so we were outside of Staples Center with all the, the, um, the flowers and everything that all the Laker fans uh, put out there in front of Staples Center. In that game against, I think it was Portland, the Trailblazers, just the emotion out there. They had pictures of Gigi and Kobe and the, the others that passed on the different TV screens in front of Staples Center. Crazy, crazy emotional. Um, they had Mexican bands out there playing music. I remember that. They showed it on TV. Yeah, like, no, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, they're... They were doing it big out it there. Big. Yeah, they were celebrating Kobe's life and showing the respect. It was crazy. I wasn't there, obviously, but all the video and everything we saw in the news was just insane, man. So for you to be there, that's pretty cool, man. It was dope, man. And it was a celebration. I remember saying that, man. It, it, it felt way more like a celebration than people out there mourning his death. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. They're playing definitely. music and dancing. It, it, was, it was a heck of a time. Like, just thinking about it now, man, like that whole experience – him passing, it's still crazy, isn't it? I mean, that's crazy. It's yeah, insane. It's insane. I mean, I still think about it, and you can't, you don't think that it's real, but at the end of the day, it is. I got, I got his jerseys in my closet, twenty-four and eight. You know what I mean? When I put them on, I think about it. When I throw something in the trash can, as crazy as it sounds, I still say Kobe. Kobe. You know I just said it today. My son I is just... four, my son is four years old, and I already taught him how to do it. And every time he throws something, my son's name is Jordan, and every time he throws, Daddy, look, Kobe, and he throws it every single time. <laughs> That's so, dope. you know what I mean? It, it's something that's going to live on, man. It's never going to die, definitely. That's <laughs> so funny. Dope. I just said that today, too. <laughs> so, I wanted to stick to you know, basketball. What's, oh, go for it. Go, no, oh, no, go so for it. Go for it. We have a garbage can. Some One of our editors in their little edit bay downstairs, on the garbage can, it has Kobe. So, somebody does that. Now. So <laughs> I don't know who does it. But someone, it literally, if I go down there right now, it says Kobe on the garbage can. They already have it set up, man. That's crazy. That's funny. But I wanted to stick to basketball with you, but stick to local basketball and speak UNLV with you real quick, you know, briefly here. So a few nights ago, Caleb Grill had a huge night, career night, 27 points, 7 of 12 from the three-point range. But UNLV still went down to Alabama, 86-74. Tonight, they were getting beat pretty bad by Davidson, hung in there. Caleb didn't have the same amount of game that he did last time, only has six points didn't look that good. Now, UNLV only lost by six. Puts them at 0-4 yeah. now. Obviously not the way they wanted to start. I reached out to Caleb last night. He says, trust the process. We're very young with lots of talent, and we've improved tremendously each game. It'll come. Well, I'm sorry, my man. It did not come tonight. They're 0-4. Yeah. What, what are you seeing from this team, Brian? I mean, is it is this a lost season already, or is it still enough time here for them to turn it around with everything going on? I say this much. Uh, it's not a lost season because I, I guess last year they started off like two and whatever. And, you know, they ended up 
finishing second in the Mountain West Conference. So the season's not over. However, uh, I've been on record, man, like a lot of – I've been on record, unlike a lot of people, I was disappointed in the fact that they got rid of Marvin Menzies, honestly, because I think if they would have kept him the next year, I think UNLV would have contended for a Mountain West Conference championship. So you were a Marvin guy. What's that? You were a Marvin guy then. I wasn't necessarily a Marvin guy. I just thought that the team was trending upwards, man. Like, if if they would have kept him and Tomway wouldn't have left, uh, Juicen wouldn't have left, they would have had those guys along with Amari Hardy, Bryce Hamilton, all the guy, players that they had last year, and they would all have been together. And I think that they would have – I think they would have done extremely well. But um, as far as this team this year, I just think that they don't – if you just look at the team, they don't have the athletes that every other team in the Mountain West has. They don't have, like, UNLV-type athletes. Like, Jenkins is supposed to be a good recruit. He had his best game tonight. Barely. He had 17 or 18, right? Yeah, they were um, 17. Yeah, but he's he's having a hard time, like, you know, transferring, you know, just kind of 18 points getting 18. into this type, this level of play. Um, Grill was great, but his defense is not all that great. Um I don't know. I, I hope they do well, man. Like, I'm a huge UNLV fan. That's my favorite team, man. They they were my favorite team before I even moved here. So, you know, like I'm an older dude, 91 team, <laughs> and that was my squad. Okay. <laughs> that was my squad? Let it be known. Yeah, that was a squad. I, I don't know. They, Bryce Hamilton had 27 tonight. That, that, like, he was yeah. hooping. And that's what I was going to tell you. Is, this, system. is it safe to say that this team goes as far as Bryce Hamilton can carry him? I mean, he needs help. He's He's been he balling out. Help. Yeah, if, if Caleb... Uh, Grill can average 15 to, to 17 a game, and Jenkins can get you 15 to 17 a game, okay. then I think they can do well because Hamilton's going to average at least 20, right? Yeah. So if they can do that, but they got to stop somebody, man. Like their defense tonight was terrible against Davidson. But they play small, though. They got a bunch of shooters on the floor, if you think about it. They don't have a big team. They don't. I mean, they have they have uh, Mbake Jong, who doesn't play all that well, Who's not? He's he's, he's not a true not, fo- he's not a true center. Um, what's that? He's not a true center. He's a he's a power he's a power forward. He's a forward for sure. Yeah, but he's long and can rebound. But he's not even he's not Otzelberger's guy. You know what I mean? Like he he, he was plays there. because they got to have somebody that's at least six eight or nine or whatever on the court. But other than him, who can you think of on that team that's even over six nine or ten? Nobody. They got no size. <laughs> None whatsoever. They're small. They're a small team. They're a really small team. And they just want to be a shooting team. It, man. I mean, I understand you want to be a shooting team and you want to get points, at least from the perimeter, but you got to have some play inside. If you're going to get beat up inside, you're not going to do anything. I mean, you could be great, but if you want to give an NBA analogy, the Houston Rockets have shown you that. They can shoot the lights out, but the shooting is not going to win you a championship. You need more than that. And that's what's, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. And who, who is, who is uh, James Harden on their team? Right now it's James Right now it's Bryce Hamilton. Yeah. Exactly. So, so moving away from UNLV basketball, let's talk UNLV football with you real quick. The game just yeah. got announced earlier today. I got the email. It was all over social media. The game's postponed. Boise State was supposed to come in here four and one, hot team, best yeah. team in the Mountain West, obviously, but canceled. Game is canceled. Is this a good thing or a bad thing right now for UNLV that? They it's haven't a won thing. a you know they, since they yeah. haven't won a game like you have both programs at Ofer right now have not won a game to start the season and UNLV's football season is almost done. I mean, how yeah. bad of a look is that for Marcus Arroyo? For the I whole... feel bad for him, man. Like right? it's it's not a great look for him. Um, but 
Do you? I, mean, bl- I don't blame him though. Do you? I mean, like, it's it's you can't blame him. I mean, he's been dealt an impossible hand. You know what I mean? Like, who has ever come into a season where they have to deal with this pandemic as a first year head coach? Yeah. You know what I mean? It's difficult for any coach who's been there for. I mean, look at Jim Harbaugh and what he's doing at Michigan. They're they're doing terrible. Jeez, and he gone. has all the experience in the world. But imagine doing that as a first year coach and coming to UNLV, a program that historically hasn't been good. So you can't blame him for how bad the team is. Uh, but it isn't great, though, because, I mean, you, you just compare him to his predecessor. You know what I mean? Uh, how would Tony Sanchez be doing right now? I mean, they played very hard under Tony. Um, it, it's, I just didn't see I it. Know. I just didn't see it. Do you think they would have won a game by now? you think they would have won a game By With now, Brian? Tony? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'd almost say yes. <laughs> okay. Right. I mean, think about it. Like, this is not a knock on Marcus at all. But think about it. Under Tony, they what they won. They won two straight games. Uh, two straight um Fremont Cannon games. Yeah. They got blown out by Nevada this year. That's true. You know what I mean? Um, I, I don't know. I mean, and on top of it, the recruits and the players that he has are not necessarily his players. So. You know he's coaching other guys, players okay, so, that don't necessarily fit his system. And so let me you ask know. you, let me ask you this: What do you say yeah. to people that say, "Well, a great coach coaches anyone's players"? Because we had someone say that on the show a few weeks ago. We had Brad Restituto on the show, and he said, I, "I don't think that you can say, oh, he doesn't have his guys.'" So what do you say to that to people that say, "Hey, a great coach coaches regardless of who you have on the roster"? Well, Brad's a good dude, man. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Brad's a good dude, man. I've hooped with Brad a lot, and he's probably told. I don't know if he's ever told you. Oh, I no. need a lot of jumpers in his face. Oh, <laughs> damn! Nice. Calling him out. Splash. <laughs> uh, that's real talk. But um, <laughs> uh, but no, what Brad says, I think carries weight, man. I, I agree. Like any, a coach should be able to tailor make his system around the players that he has. You know what I mean? But even with that being said. UNLV isn't getting, like, the top talent. They don't have the best players in the world. I mean, just think about, I mean, historically, what, they've had one winning season in the last 16 years, I want to say? Something like so, that, give or take. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, that tells you the kind of, that tells you the history of this program. But um, you, would, you would like to think that Arroyo <laughs> would be able to coach someone else's players but it's his first season yeah he has a system that he came in here with and he's going to try to implement that system and the mindset and everything else so i mean you can't expect everything from a coach who's never done it before how many years you, know you guys mean? give you him gotta give him some time you gotta give him some time to do some things so i don't necessarily blame him if you're gonna blame anybody and be harsh on anyone i'd be more harsh on otzelberger than i would be on arroyo Ooh, just simply okay. because he came from a program where he was a head coach he had talent when he got here, even though it wasn't his system. And basketball is much easier to kind of turn things around, even though you're not. What are you turning around? Because they won twenty something games a year before he got here. So correct, that is true. You know what I'm saying? I, I personally would be more harsh on him, but I, I do think he will turn it around. I think Arroyo, you have to wait until next year, man. You got to wait until he has a quarterback that he, you know, this Brumfield kid, man. He he might be decent. We shall see, right? This, we'll see yeah, he happens. played well at the end of the game. That's what they were he saying. led. Uh, yeah. yeah, he. Yeah, I watched the whole game, and uh, yeah, he, he, he. We. I don't know if, if Spence got his question in, but he was supposed to ask uh, if he was gonna if he was gonna possibly start against Boise. But 
We don't get well, to see that. Well, we ran something yesterday on it. Jesse Merrick, you know Jesse, man. Jesse, Which, um, actually, Jesse, we're going to have on the show next week. So we're going to have you. back-to-back NBC All right. know, news anchors here in Las Vegas. Got the boys back-to-back. <laughs> there you go, man. Yeah, have my have my my uh, my protege on there, man. Jesse does a good job. Uh, Jesse's Jesse, a good dude, um, man. Yeah, man. And he's sharp too. You talk about like me. Thank you for for saying I dress well. Jesse, he, he's sharp as well, man. He keeps me on my toes for sure, man. <laughs> nice. Um, but uh, he he did a piece yesterday on uh, UNLV football, and Arroyo was talking about the fact that Brumfield, it's Brumfield, will get snaps, but he's probably not going to start. So, Got but, but they only have one game left. Yeah, that's it. Hawaii, <laughs> right? Oh, it's Hawaii. on the road too, huh? Yeah. yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, they're playing at Hawaii. Oh, that's interesting, Brad. I want to ask you. Wanna... Since, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I want to ask you about uh, Allegiant Stadium. I had a chance to go there to watch the game uh, against Wyoming. Uh, what are your thoughts on Allegiant? Me and Jose were talking a little bit before the show, and I, I mean, I only got to see the press box. I got to walk in a little bit. Um, obviously, the stadium wasn't open to walk around or do anything like that, so I'm, I'm assuming you've seen, probably seen a little bit more than I have. But I wasn't overly impressed with it. Um, I, it felt like a brand new state. It felt don't like hit a the brand Raiders new fans here. You I, well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I maybe it's just because I wasn't able to see most a lot of it, but I, it felt like a brand new stadium. You know, it looked like a brand new stadium, obviously, but it just, it just. I mean, when I see SoFi on, on the on the TV when I'm watching Chargers and Rams game, I'm just like, this is like a town. Um, I understand the billions are, you know, that's like three more billion. But what are your thoughts on Allegiant so far? Just just three more billion. I know. Right? <laughs> just three more billion. I don't mean to throw it out like that, but yeah. Just, it just, they just had three more billion put in an area. Yeah, it's stadium. like double. Yeah, we could have built two Allegiant stadiums. <laughs> yeah, but um, man, I, I that's one take I haven't heard. So that's a fresh hot scorching take on Allegiant <laughs> Stadium. I wasn't over uh, that. I personally haven't been all over the place. I've I've been over near the uh the Al Davis Memorial Flame, which I think is pretty cool. Um I don't know, man. Think about it like this. Allegiant Stadium has that window that I don't believe they've opened it for any of the games. No. Yet. I think yeah. they're going to wait. Right? You Not got a open. window that you can see the strip and it's got a, a flame there. Like, man, how player is that? Like that's that's dope to me. Um I don't, it, it it feels like a new stadium to me too, <laughs> and uh, the the press box is very nice. The food is great. The people that work in the press box are absolutely great. And to me, that helps the experience, man. Like dealing with just good people. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's wonderful. Like I told you, man, I was a Patriots dude, so like I've been to stadiums. Up Jerry World is probably the one that people talk about the most. That's pretty. It's very very nice, man. Uh, that big screen that they have. Um, I'm trying to think of what what stadium does New York. You know, they have, you're you're from New York, uh, Jose, right? Nah, I'm a oh. I'm a Yankee fan, no. but I'm not from New York. <laughs> I'm from oh, LA. You're not from New York. I'm from you're LA. A Yankee fan. Yeah, Where yeah, you from? Yeah. You from I'm from LA. I'm from LA, South Central LA, born and raised. Ah, uh, you from okay? Yeah. So okay, so okay, I was okay. A few, hour, I mean, a few hours away from Vallejo. <laughs> yeah, it's not the Bay, but uh, okay, I got you. Um, so like the stadium in New York. Uh, MetLife is it's pretty nice. It's it's pretty new. You know what I mean. But I, I haven't been to the one in Atlanta. I think that one's probably dope. I think Allegiant is nice, man. Like I, I, I just gotta walk is, around. Maybe I gotta fresh. walk around it. Yeah, I was just I was obviously just in the press box, and I was just I don't know. I didn't I didn't get that. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't get that vibe. What, I was expecting. What, what should it have that it didn't have? Um, I, you know what? I I don't even know if I can answer that. I mean, I, with me asking that question, I, I don't know. I just. I don't, maybe it's just the vibe outside. Like I don't. I, I was looking at like the parking and way that's working. I kind of knew the parking was going to be, you know, kind of, you know, there's going to be only a few spots. But 
in, I guess the crowd, in, there was no crowd, obviously, but I guess maybe the maybe they bring a lot to it. Maybe they bring a lot to it, but I was just like this. I don't know. It Around it, the surrounding area wasn't that great. It was just, you know, businesses or whatever. But it wasn't mm -hmm. like, yeah, I was expecting, yeah, I was expecting a lot more. I, maybe just the vibe on the outside is what kind of killed it for me. It. I mean, think about it. You compared it to SoFi. What's around? Yeah, I guess is I guess I um, yeah I guess yeah well exactly. yeah what uh, SoFi's in Inglewood right? Yeah. It's not the best area. Old Hollywood Park grounds. Yeah. Yeah, it's not the best area, but yeah, I just see at SoFi and I'm just I have that expectation going to a Legion for the first time and I guess I didn't get it, but I, like I got to give it a chance. Uh, I'll give it another the chance. Big thing is you you hit the nail on the head. Once you get the atmosphere with the fans and the music and uh, like that. That will give you an idea of how a stadium really is. I yeah. mean, so far, I agree with you because the pictures I've seen looked, I was like, man, that looks dope. Like, that looks, <laughs> right, seem, right. It looks dope. But, man, you think about, to me, that, that, that picture and that scenic view of the strip and the flame, to me, is it's beautiful. something I think is probably iconic looking. You know what I mean? And how close is it to the strip? Like, it's literally right there. Yeah, you can I, see it all. I, 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 I love it, man. I, I think it's going to be – I think it's a, it's a crown jewel of the NFL, and I think the NFL wow. thinks Las Vegas in general is a crown jewel of the NFL, man. Think about how they showed it on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Did you, did you, man, like you were like – I'm sure you probably watched it like me. Like, man, that's my city. Look at Vegas, Oh, man. yeah, Vegas definitely. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a different star. feeling when you watch it for sure. Yeah. He is Brian Salmon, NBC News 3 lead sports anchor. Hanging out with us here on Straight Bet Sports on Gorilla Cross Radio, Jose V. Rob G, Big Game James Mays, or James Russell, as we like to call him here in the studio doing his thing as well. So, Brian, before we let you go, some NBA things happening today, so I got to get your thoughts because I know you're a big uh, basketball guy. LeBron James signs his extension, two-year extension, $85 million contract extension. I'm a huge Laker fan. A lot of people in the studio here as well. So I'm, I'm obviously this isn't something that we're <laughs> I'm going to say excited about, but it's something that we knew was coming. You know, he signed a four year deal originally with the player option to jump out after two, which he did probably just to restructure, which is what he got more money. Good, good move for the Lakers, obviously. And they brought in a couple other people like Dennis Schroeder, which to me was a huge pickup. That guy is great and he's going to fit in really good. I know you lost Rondo, but you're replacing him with Schroeder, which to me was amazing. What are your thoughts on this on, on the re-signing here with LeBron? And do you, and you there's no player option this time, so he's got to ride it out. LeBron James, no. <laughs> <laughs> yo man. Uh, I, I, matter of fact, you, you're talking about a lot of things I just did on my my six o'clock show there and the go. one that I recorded for eleven o'clock as well. Eighty five million. Woo! Yep. You know what I mean? Like LeBron with eighty five million. That's I think is a great pickup by the Lakers. They said that this contract will take LeBron through his 20th season in the NBA. Correct. And his final season, did you see how much he's going to get paid for that one season? I believe 44, uh, 44.4 million. 44. 44. Yes. 44. Yes. Insane. <laughs> they were breaking it down by the second. He's making oh, like $1.82 per second. And they go by minute. Yeah, it's, it's like 173000 a day. Am I tripping <laughs> about this? No, it's, like, a, it's a crazy it, number. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. So, uh, man, I, I think that's great. Um, you know what? I'm not a LeBron dude. I'm not a Lakers dude. I'm not a LeBron dude. I love LeBron off the court. On the court, I'm a Jordan guy. Okay. Um, I, on the court, that. honestly, I'm more of a Kobe dude than a LeBron dude. Let's go. But um, yeah, man, I, I we can get into that if anytime you want to. But uh, <laughs> on the next episode, <laughs> definitely need a three-hour show for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> for real. But uh, 
No, that's a great pickup for the Lakers. They won the championship. You can't say nothing about it. Like, people can't say nothing about it. They won the championship, bubble, no bubble, whatever. And they, they reloaded. LeBron was balling. Uh, he deserves everything he's getting, for real, for real. Like, I'm not a hater. Like, I, you know, you got to give credit where it's due. So, uh, that's dope. But you're probably going to ask about, the, you see, Russell Westbrook? That was my next question. We're going to jump bye, into that. Bye. Russell Westbrook being traded from Houston over to Washington for John Wall and a pick. Somebody make fun and said, hey, Houston will have John Wall back in 2026 once he's back from injuries. But I think he'll be all right. It's just a joke. But I, 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 think, <laughs> I, I think it'll be a good move for both in the long run. I think it, it benefits John Wall overall because he's going into a better situation. And what do you think on this? I was talking to Rob in the car. And if you're James Harden, I know you said you want to go to Brooklyn and you want to play with the Nets. The team has already said they're not trading you. They're not budging. You're going to stay there. Why don't you stay for one year and give this experiment a try and see if John Wall is healthy? Not only that, if John Wall is healthy, you can also give the Brooklyn experiment a try and watch it from afar because you don't know what's going to happen with Kevin Durant and how he's going to come back from that injury, right? So why would you jump directly into that situation? So what if this one-year trial ends up working out with John Wall? John Wall is not a guy that needs the ball in his hand to score all the time. He's also a facilitator more than anything. So I think that if Harden steps back and just waits and plays it out this season— I think it's better for him to stay with Houston and to try to dip. I think the trade was great both ways, though, because Bradley Beal can possibly now want to stay with Washington and work it out with Westbrook, see what type of you know duo they have there. But, Brian, your thoughts on the trade? Well, my thoughts are, honestly, I think it's the exact same, <laughs> the exact same team. Like, <laughs> real talk, like, how, how much different is John Wall than Russell Westbrook? Only thing that may be different is John Wall is a more willing teammate yeah. to me. Like, I, I I hate even being like a Russell Bash dude, man, but if I I hoop, right? And obviously not on that level, whatever. But I hoop. <laughs> I would not want to play with Russell Westbrook. Ever. I would not want to play with uh, James Harden. I don't want to play with John Wall. You know, you know what I mean? Like, I don't I, – John Wall thinks he's better than he is. He can't shoot, so he has to he, he has to go to the rack. Russell Westbrook can't shoot; he has to go to the rack. Um, Bradley Beal knows he's the leader of that team. He knows he's a man on that team. But Russell Westbrook going anywhere is going to feel like I'm the man. I don't give a damn who's on my team. Yeah. I'm the best player on the court. You know what I mean? I mean that's his biggest attribute is his biggest detriment. You know what I mean? So uh, I, I think that Washington isn't going to be any better. I think Bradley Beal is staying. He's getting paid to stay, so whatever. He can he's gonna have Keep a whole bunch money. of money but be on a sorry team. <laughs> uh <laughs> and I think Houston, yeah, James Harden is not going to to win anything unless he gets a legitimate um a legitimate Superstar. player on his team that he trusts. Yeah. You can't you can't dribble the ball for twenty <laughs> seconds. And have a good team. I'm sorry, man. You can't always have nobody plays basketball on a team with someone to watch them play. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> man, I'm not on the court to watch you dribble That's and true. shoot. Man, I want to play too. I want to get the ball. I want to be part of this. Yeah, man. Like, I couldn't. Man, I couldn't stand playing with James Harden. I know them dudes can't stand playing with him because he <laughs> he dribble, 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 and then sound like Barkley, right? And then he'll pass the ball and you just gotta shoot it. He can pass a grenade to you. <laughs> That's funny, I, man. Yeah, man. I I think both of those teams are going to be sorry, honestly. Okay. 
We shall see. <laughs> we shall see. It, it all it all leads up to what that what that pick ends up being and how they both end up fitting out, man. But Brian, we greatly appreciate your time, my man. I know you just like you say, you just got off the set right before we started and you jumped on with us. We greatly appreciate you and a little bit of the time tonight. Um, but before we let you go, please let everybody know, obviously, aside from the TV, where they can find you social media wise and any other projects you may have going on. Man, I appreciate it. And, and sorry, man, being so long winded, man. I, I was just so just so excited to be on the show with you, man. Nah, you good. <laughs> you good. You good. You good, man. We greatly appreciate you. Of course, I know. <laughs> um, yo, but yeah, you can catch me on. I'm real active on social media, man. Like I like to talk with people. Uh, anyone who wants to debate the whole LeBron James thing or just whatever, hit me up. It's uh, it's Brian News Three LV. Um, and Brian is B-R-Y-A-N, News3LV. That's me for Twitter. That's me for uh, Instagram. And then, like, my, my Facebook is Brian Salmon. So, yeah, please hit me up, man. Like, I, I, I enjoy chatting with folks. I mean, I'm a sports guy. I'm a dude, man. Like, I like to watch sports and talk sports. So it don't matter who and whatever it's with. Just don't, you know, keep the uh, the disrespect. <laughs> Exactly, right? <laughs> Keep the disrespect at the door and be respectful all the time. But next time we have you on the show, man, hopefully we get you in the studio and we'll just have a show where we'll just talk straight sports all through the show, chop it up on whatever topics are going on. How does that sound, my man? Yo, just let, just like I told you before, just let me know, man. Let's go. I'm down. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, I love coming to, to Quan's studio, man. He's good people. Even though he got me looking at myself the entire show, <laughs> which is driving me crazy. But uh, other than that... <laughs> Yo, just let me know. I'm always here, player. Brian Salmon, NBC News 3. Greatly appreciate you, my man. Have a great night. Thanks, Brian. All right. Hey, thanks, guys, for having me on, man. You guys have a good night. You too, my man. Peace. Oh, now you're going to put me on. <laughs> <laughs> good stuff, man. That was fun. Brian Salmon, NBC News 3, chopping it up with us here, hanging out, just talking live, talking sports, UNLV. Obviously not where they want to be. This is another episode of Straight Bet Sports here on the Gorilla Cross Radio Network. I am one piece of your host, Jose V, Rob G in front of me, James Russell Mays doing his thing behind the big board as always. <laughs> Rocking the LA hat. Every time we see him, he's got an LA hat. No, nah, always. Always? Majority uh, so of Say me. Me too. He's I always got, got my daughter. the black one. Yeah, that's yep. true. Uh, I don't know if I ever pay attention. Lakers, yeah, Lakers. Yeah, it's Lakers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Lakers sometimes. So, Rob, you got postponed last week. Yeah. My NFL pick got COVID last week, <laughs> which we'll talk about that in a bit. I'm sure it's going to happen a couple but, more times. Rob G, opening line. What you got for us tonight, bro? So last week, uh, like Jose said, <clears throat> USC gets uh, uh, canceled. Who'd they play again? I forget. Colorado they, State. Oh, they played Colorado. Colorado ended up playing, too. They ended up having an emergency game. Or I didn't call it emergency game, but they ended up having a, a quick game with uh, San Diego State. Uh, I think they won that game. But this week, uh, Texas A&M uh, versus Auburn on the road. Auburn, I mean, Auburn's at home. Excuse me. Auburn's at home. Texas A&M on the road. Uh, Texas A&M 6-1. Auburn 5-3. Um Line opened up at a, I mean, line opened up at a crazy number. It jumped off the page to me. Uh, uh, Texas A and M ranked number five in the nation. Um, opened up at minus three and a half. Uh, and Texas A and M, from what people remember seeing on TV, they just rolled LSU, mm-hmm. right? LSU actually covered that game, uh, but they that was a good game. That was a back, that was a backdoor yeah. cover too. As you, you know, we had a bunch of backdoor covers, including the Monday night game. Um, but backdoor cover, uh, they scored a touchdown as like t- almost as time expired to cover it. They were mine. They were uh, LSU was plus fifteen and a half. They covered it, and then uh, Auburn played Alabama, right? The Iron Bowl, but it wasn't the Iron Bowl uh, bowl of old. Uh, Alabama just ran them. So what people remember, uh, 
Auburn got ran. AM won. They beat LSU. LSU is not the same team, obviously, coming of off a national they lost championship. They a lot of players. Yeah, they lost, they lost uh, a lot of players on both sides of the ball. Uh, line only opened up at three and a half. I'm surprised. Auburn has not been that great this year. Uh, Bo Nix, yeah, Bo Nix, uh, Bo Nix, uh, their their quarterback is is not panning out to be the quarterback that they expected. He was super hyped. He started as a freshman, um, but he yeah he's he struggled this season. And for Texas A&M to only open up at minus three and a half, it's been bet all the way up to pl- uh, minus seven. Uh, Texas A&M, ninety five percent of the money's on Texas A&M right now. You only got five percent of the money on Auburn. I think that's a little bit too much. I think Texas A&M is going to win this, but it's going to land between three and a half and seven. Um, I, I think the, I think the people that got it early, the sharps, uh, are, are probably going to cash on this game. But I think anyone that grabs it late, I don't I don't see it going up to seven and a half before game to, uh, for for you know game time. But I, I like the seven uh, with Auburn at home. It is still the SEC. Auburn's not that great this year, but I think that they're going to cover that uh, at home. Overreaction game after you beat LSU, even though like you said, LSU is not that big of a team this year. You still beat. LSU this yeah, year. Yeah, and it's just, what I mean? it's what people see on paper, right? Correct. People don't, you know, LSU is trash this year, but I mean, it's still LSU, right? Alabama and Auburn's coming out. They just got rolled, I believe, at home. Uh, so Alabama came into Auburn and rolled them. Uh, Auburn's looking to bounce back. Texas A&M's looking, they're still in the playoff talk a little bit too as five well. One, yeah, 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 they're, they're ranked number five, so they're sitting right out, you know, right outside. SEC the, teams, you know they're going to have them in there. Yeah, I, I mean, Jimbo Fisher's doing a great job there this year. He's doing, you know, is that his alma mater? Is that why he went to Texas A&M? I think that was it, right? I think so. Yeah, but he, I Don't mean, he's quote been, me on he's that, been there. I think, he, yeah. I think this is his third year third there. Yes, yeah, his third year. He left Florida State to yep, dip out yep. there. And uh, you see what Florida State is now. Nothing. Um, but uh, yeah, they're not even want to play games. They just want to catch COVID. You know, just, just to kind of catch yeah. COVID. Uh, we can't play this just week to get out of it. Guys. But yeah, I like I like the seven at home. Uh, I think I think it's gonna fall right between the number. There you go, Rob G with the opening line, giving you a college pick. Not saying that's his pick, but just something that he sees out there basically trending and again guys don't let the name of the show fool you straight bet sports we are not a sports betting talk show we talk sports we're guys that like to bet so we decided to come up with straight bet sports simple and plain that's all it is we talk sports weekly whatever's going on whether locally whether it is nationally and of course right now because we're football guys we love betting football we bet it every week that's why we like to talk about the betting line so don't get it twisted don't think it wrong it's not all about sports betting we're a sports talk show in general but we sprinkle in some of that sports betting talk. So let's move on to NFL. We got about 10 minutes, so we got to fly through these. And it's crazy because a lot of these games, even with teams with bad records, still have a lot of playoff implications going on. Yeah. Real quick, Steeler game already ended. I saw it. Wasn't that great of a game. Pretty boring in general defensively. Uh, Bud Dupree out. Torn ACL has been confirmed. He's done for the season. That hurts the Steelers because they had the second-best tandem with Donald, I believe Donald from the Rams and the other guy they have with the sacks overall. Him and Watt had 17 going into this game. So that, that's a big blow for the Steelers on the defensive side of the ball. They didn't look that great offensively. I mean, obviously I get it. It's a Ravens team that you're playing against, you know, conference here and there. But Ravens almost had a chance to come back and win this game with their third, third string, string quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, I'm not in, uh, I, I I like what Steelers are doing during the season. I just don't think that that's going to it's going to work out for them in the playoffs. I think they need to I, lose one before they get in that in the playoffs. Yeah, right? uh, well, I don't even need Yeah, I guess I well 11 and 0, well they got five more weeks um or five more games uh if COVID allows. Uh but I, I, I even if they go undefeated or even if they lose one, I don't I don't see it playing out in the playoffs for them. I think they may make it out, out of the first round, but I do see I do I do not see them going all the way even to the Super Bowl this year. All right, Rams, uh, we got Detroit Lions versus Chicago Bears. Bears are still trying to stay in the playoff hunt, but they're looking out. Trubisky's coming back. I actually like Trubisky and the Bears in this position. I think they got to get it together. This is a good move for them. The Lions aren't that great. The Bears at least have that home field 
with them. 85% of the money here tonight against the, on the Lions so far. I like it even more. Give me the Bears minus a three and a half. Uh, this looks like a trap to me. Uh, I like the Lions. Lions just fired their coach. Um, Bears, Patricia you know, finally yeah, out. Bear, Trubisky, yeah, uh, Patricia got let go. Trubisky's coming back after you know they just got demolished against the pa uh, Packers, but he finally got one game under his belt, right? Uh, uh, some reps under, you know, some reps with the with the offense and everything like that. Uh, I like I like the Lions. I think the Lions should be about six, six and a half in my mind, or maybe even seven. And for them to only be, what does he have? Three and a half, right? Yep. It's still three and a half. Yep. Oh wow. Yeah, I like the Lions. There it is. Cincinnati versus Miami. The line is currently 11.5 for the Miami Dolphins. 63% of the money is on the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins win this game, but I'm confident enough in what the Bengals have overall to go on the road and at least cover this spread. I can see it possibly being a high-scoring game, even though they're on their third-string quarterback. They almost Cole beat McCoy. the Giants. I know I know. Cole McCoy you know, came in late uh, or for Daniel Jones, but uh, I, no, no play. I mean, Miami wins. No, 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 I know. I'm just saying no no play in general, just going through the game. Yeah. I would take the Bengals with the points, but yes, I agree. Miami wins this game. The Colts and the Texans. This game means a lot because the Texans are pretty much done. Unless they have some miracle run and people lose in front of them and they end up getting one of the wild card spots, that's pretty much done on their season. But it's conference. They're fighting with the Colts. The Colts are trying to stay with the Tennessee Titans in that lead with that division. The Colts are currently minus three on the road. In Houston, 82% of the money on the Colts. I actually like the Texans. Even though Will Fuller got suspended for violating the league's substance abuse policy here, I still like Houston because they have nothing to lose here, Rob. Yeah. That's all. I, that's the only reason I can really tell you why I like this game. Give me the two. Give me the three. I'll take the Colts. No, just uh, The Colts are going to win. I, th I Yeah, I think it's, Texans are done, especially with Fuller out now. That was their leading receiver last game. Give me the Colts to win. No play on the, on the total or the spread, excuse me. Jacksonville versus the Minnesota Vikings. Jacksonville going on the road to Minnesota. It has been confirmed. Mike Glennon will start for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think that's a good move for Jacksonville. Not too sure until we actually see it on Sunday. Minnesota's a, a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde team. You don't know what you're going to get from them. They win a game where you think they're going to get hot and continue, and then they lay an egg against a Cowboy team, which, to be honest with you, they shouldn't have lost to, but we all forgot that Dalton was coming back in that game, which he did, and they had a run, and they won that. Now, in this game, I have no no call on the side. I, I can see it going either way, but I think Minnesota does win this game, Rob. Vikings win. Um, if it it's ten and a half now, it's probably ten some places. If I, you can grab the ten, I'd say lay the ten. Ninety two percent of the money on the Vikings. Bro. Yeah, no, yeah, I not, nothing. I think Vikings win. I think they cover too. I just I it, at ten, not ten and a half, but I, I like ten. All right, people are gonna hate me for this one, but the Las Vegas Raiders going to New York to play my Las Vegas, my <laughs> New York Jets. Last time this happened, the Raiders laid an egg against the Jets. Call me crazy. The Raiders are not looking good right now. But if you think about record-wise and where a lot of people had them, a lot of people had them at six and five at this point in the season. Yep, yep. So just because they won some games and beat Kansas City and people got high on them and thought, oh, they're gonna be a different team, they they're still at where they should be. So. I like the Jets in this position, though. I think that they can pull off something crazy here. Raiders going on the East Coast. Possibly a cold-weather game. I think the Jets pull it off. Moneyline dog of the week, like I always call it. I was wrong last week because Denver had everybody on COVID. Give me the Jets. I like the Raiders to win. No play on the spread for me since we're running through these real quick. Give me the Raiders to win. And we got to run because we got five more minutes and we got to give our picks here, Rob. So run, New run, Orleans run, run, run. versus the Falcons. I'll be straight with you. I think the Falcons win this game. All right. Yeah, I like Falcons. Uh, they did. They demolished the Raiders 
um, which was my which was my play last week. So that's, that that put me at seven. Um, Saints, you know, coming off a huge win, not a huge win, but a, a, a easy win against the Broncos. They won the, the week before, so they're two and zero right under Taysom Hill. Uh, I think this is their their first big challenge so far, and I think uh, the Falcons. I think the well, they played the Falcons already. Excuse me. Remember, they played two weeks. They played the Falcons. So, uh, Falcons, uh, give me the Falcons to win. Cleveland versus Tennessee. I'll be straight with you. I think the Titans win this game. I think this will be the one of the first big tests that Cleveland will have. Call me crazy. I like the Browns money line. Ooh, all right. I'll I take like the five Tennessee. and a half. I'll take the five and a half, but I, I think the Browns win this game. Cool. Four more minutes running through it. New York Giants versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Giants are still fighting for first place in that division. As crazy as it sounds, Seattle is minus 10 at home. I think the Giants hang in there. I like Giant, the 10. D- Daniel Jones out? Or uh, I haven't. It's not confirmed that I've heard of, but still, I like the Giants. If Daniel position. Jones is in, I really like the Giants because I that, agree on that. That line should be way higher than that. So that line with at, the Seahawks minus seven, seven and a half. That that line says Daniel Jones is playing. So if Daniel Jones is playing, I think the Seahawks just you know they just rolled the Eagles at home. Uh, I mean on the road, excuse me. And now you got the Giants, and they're going to be at uh, Seahawks are going to be at home. I think that line should be nine and a half, ten. I'm surprised it hasn't spiked up to that. I like the Giants and the points. The Rams going on the road, playing the Arizona Cardinals. This is another divisional game. Arizona started hot, now not too good, trying to fight for the division lead. If not, still stay in the wild card. The Rams beat the Bucks convincingly and Lost then lay the an egg to the 49ers, which they should have won at home, minus seven last week, could not cover that off. I like the Cardinals in this spot. I do too. I think the Rams are... are fool's gold. Are, yeah, a little bit of fool's gold. Um, but I think they're kind of they're coming down to earth as I as I always say. Come uh, on down. Yeah, come on down to earth. Um, and I like yeah I like the Cardinals. They had a tough loss. They they their uh, Zane Gonzalez, their kicker, missed the game winning field goal uh, against the Patriots on the road. Coming back home, I think they'll be comfortable. Um, I, I like the Cardinals. I like the Packers in the next game. Philly going on the road to play the Green Bay Packers. Line is at nine and a half. I said it last week. They sprinkled them in a bit. I'm going to say it again this week. I think we see a lot more of Jalen Hurts, and we should. But I like the Packers in this. I think they cover the 9.5. I like the Eagles. I'm, I, I saw this line before the before this week happened. Uh, Packers open up minus 7. Uh, Packers demolish, you know, like I mentioned, the Bears already. We all saw that. Um, Eagles barely, you know, had a Hail Mary to cover the spread last week uh, uh, for a lot of people and, and got a two-point conversion. I don't know. That line kind of jumped out to me as well. Uh, why Packers were only opened up minus seven? I like the, I like the Eagles. Give me the Eagles if you're if it's nine and a half on your side. I'll take the nine and a half. Um, but yeah, I like the Eagles. All right. So the next game that we have is the New England Patriots going on the road to play the Los Angeles Chargers. I like the Patriots in this spot. I like the way Cam Newton brought his team back last week for them to win the game. I know it's probably fool's gold. A lot of people are going to jump on it. It's 51, 49 percent, give or take both ways. I like the Patriots. Give me the one and a half on the road against the Chargers. Line open up. Chargers minus two and a half. Down to a pickup now. Uh, you know, look ahead line. I like the Chargers in this spot. I mean, I hate to say it. They can't cover a spread. They can't win. And everyone bets on them. But like I said, you got to pick and choose your spots, especially with the Jets and teams like this. I like the Chargers. Minute and a half. Let's run through it. Kansas City playing Denver at home. I don't know about the line, but I think Kansas City rolls Denver. It's 14. Uh, yeah, they're going to roll them. They're going to roll them. San Francisco Monday night. 5-15 game, playing mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. I like the San Francisco 49ers in this game. I can see this being an upset. I think they went out right. Uh, maybe a little bit of an overreaction from beating the Rams. This game is on a neutral side. It's actually happening in, in Arizona. Arizona. Yep. Um, I, I like the Bills. I think the Bills, 
I, I, yeah, I like the Bills, especially with if Garoppolo's still out. Yeah. So here's another one. Washington going on the road to Pittsburgh, 2 p.m. Monday game. Oh, that's awesome. I think Washington can cover in this game because Pittsburgh's got a short turnaround with everything going on. Washington is still fighting for that lead, like I said, in the division. So I can see them covering this 10 I can see Washington. the Redskins winning this game, right? Oh, wow, like, okay. I mean, you're on a short week. You just played on Wednesday. You got to play on Sunday or Monday now. You get an extra day, I guess. Okay. Um, they, they moved it, but I, 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 those days are really crucial. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday for teams after they played on Sunday are really crucial. I like the Redskins. I like the points. Um, give me the plus eight and a half. Final game real quick, Rob. Ten seconds. Dallas Cowboys going on the road to play the Baltimore Ravens. Five o'clock game on Tuesday. There is no line currently, but I'll just say it. I like the Ravens to win the game outright. Ravens win. All right, so what is your pick of the week, Rob? Let's finish it up now to finish up the show. Uh, I am going to go with, uh, if you're going to give me nine and a half, I will take the Eagles with nine and a half. All right, Rob's got the Eagles with nine and a half. I will take the Atlanta Falcons at home. Give me the three and a half. That's the way we're going to end it. Rob is seven and five. I am three and eight. Hopefully I can get back in the win column this week. Want to say thank you to our guest, Brian Salmon from NBC News 3, James Mays Russell for doing everything he does for us every single Wednesday, my co-host Rob G, our sponsor, Joshua LaFon. I'll end with this note. Josh, thank you so much again. You signed on with us. You've given us and shown us that you appreciate what we do. You're excited to be with us. We're excited to be with you again for another six months here on Guerrilla Cross Radio. Thank you for everyone here at Guerrilla Cross Radio for doing what you have done for us for the last six months. The next six months is going to be fun. We have a lot in store for you guys. Next week, Jesse Merrick from NBC News 3 will be joining us as well. Thank you for tuning in. Check us out on all social media platforms and wherever you like to listen to all of your podcasts. And, of course, always the Gorilla Cross app and GorillaCross.com. For Rob G., James Mays, I am Jose V. We are out. Like See ya. we always do about this time. James Russell, you hustling son of a... It's me, your daddy, Roberto. Me a boy's name that starts with the letter H. Jose. Now look at me now. How far we go back? Elementary. Jump rope. High and go ski. Pity pad. Red light, green light. Red light, green light. We just talk about practice. We sitting here, I supposed to be the franchise player, and we in here talking about practice. And about practice. Not a game, not a game, not a game. We talking about practice. We talking about practice, man. But we talking about practice right now. We talking about practice. You play to win the game. Hello? You play to win the game.